today, and I, I, I'm praying. I've been praying all, all month up, up into this teaching, and I'm still praying that God, that God will give you such great revelation about what he's up to through the grace that he's given you, and it's more than just saved grace because some of you accept grace for salvation, but grace keeps saving, mm -hmm. and grace keeps delivering, and grace keeps edifying. And grace keeps building up and grace will tear down the wall of Jericho and grace will pick you up when you don't have enough energy to be picked up. Somebody say it's all about the grace. Mm -hmm. That grace that God has given us to us. Ephesians 2 and 8. I'm praying. I'm praying that as we read it every week. That it's being written in your heart. That you will have another memory verse. Ephesians 2 and 8. And when people try to judge you, say, you can't judge me because you didn't save me. Mm -hmm. Let's read it together. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Uh-huh, look at your neighbor and say, I'm gifted. And then tell them, and so are you. Amen. Amen. All right, real quick, real quick, I'm I'm, I'm wanting to read to you 1 Timothy 1 and 12 and 13. 1 Timothy 1, 12 and 13, and then, and then we're going to turn to 1 Peter, mm -hmm. the, the apostle, um, chapter 5, verse 5. I want to read 1 Timothy first, as Paul writes to Timothy. <clears throat> 1 Timothy, verse, chapter number 1. Verse number 12. Let's pray. Father, we thank and praise you for releasing your spirit of worship in this place. You deserve our worship. And you deserve our praise. And Lord, those who was holding it back. You told Moses to speak to the rock. And he spoke and struck the rock, and it flowed. Lord, let your water flow in us. Come and speak to us. That, Lord, all that you have begun, that we would get out of your way and let it keep flowing. Father, we thank you for this divine moment. And we seize the opportunity to feast at your table. So bring us into a collectiveness. Take every thought captive that's not of you. That we may be able to hear what the spirit has to say to the church. We declare that we are your church. And we thank you, God. And as I stand here, Lord, I tremble in awe of you. Knowing that I'm not worthy, but you, Lord, have made a choice to use me. 
So help me, God, that I may move out of your way, that your spirit may come and teach and preach to us today so that we will be changed to be more like you. You've graced us for it, and we know that this is your will. So we give you a thanksgiving praise in Jesus' name. Everybody that believes, shout amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Beginning at verse 12 of chapter number one, Paul writes to Timothy. He says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me. He says, I thank Christ Jesus, who has enabled me. In other words, he didn't do nothing. Because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man, a man of violence. But I obtained mercy, and I did it ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant. How many of you can relate to that? The grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant. One version said was flowing in abundance with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Amen. He did it for Paul. He did it for you. Now turn to 1 Peter chapter number 5. Keep turning to the rear of the Bible. 1 Peter chapter number 5, verse number 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you, be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Re- God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Read that again. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. It says, you have something to do, and that is humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you 
in due time. I really have to pause there because, uh, you know, we want to be exalted. But we don't want to go through the stages of humility. But if you really want to be exalted by God, you must humble yourself. Because if you don't humble yourself, he will humble you. Then it says, casting some of your cares. Oh, wait a minute. It says all of them? You mean the one you've been trying to work out? That one that you telling somebody else how to work it out to please you? That's that one right there. That care is the one you haven't casted. And you de depending on somebody else and telling them how to be. But that care, if you want them to change, you're going to have to give it to God who will change you first. I'm teaching already. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. It says, casting all your cares upon him. Why? For he cares for you. I know folks tell you they care, but don't nobody care the way Jesus cares. Woo! Woo! Verse number eight. We ready? Instructions. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary... The devil is creeping. Says he walks about like a roaring lion. That's why I said he was creeping. Because a lion that's coming after the prey, he creeping. I want to talk to you creepers. If you're creeping, you are being used by the devil. Oh, help me, Lord. We just got to read the scripture. Let's go. For your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Verse number nine, resist him. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You not the only one going through. But if we could just come together like the women did on the retreat. 
we can accomplish anything. But, you, you guys ready? Let's read this together. But may the God, y'all with me? Let's go. But may the God of all grace, who caused us eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, after you suffer, suffer to perfect, to establish, to strengthen. After you have suffered, he's still going, he's moving. Uh, I want to use for a topic as we are looking at this grace that's on the move. Let it flow. Give somebody high five and say, let it flow. <clears throat> Sometimes we interrupt the very flow of God. And God has begun a good work in you. He is faithful to complete the work that he has begun. I want to say that again. God has begun a good work in you. He's faithful to complete the work that he started. Isn't it something how you could begin to work on something? I, and I want, I want to just talk to the cookers in a minute. You began to prepare dinner. And you already know that you are going to work at preparing the dinner until it's done. Because if you don't complete it, everything you started goes to waste. So God says, if you start something, you like to finish it. So understand if he starts something, He's going to finish it. He further says to us that he begun the work and not you. It behoves. Uh, it, it, it sort of messes up my mind 
my thinking process when I began to think about how God starts something, but yet we want to get in and govern how it's supposed to move. So then, out of our own frustration, we look at what God started, and we sort of began to write out the rest of how it's supposed to look. So when it doesn't look the way you have written it out, it hurts your feelings. Thereby, you didn't think that the one that God put in your life could cause you that much pain. Wasn't supposed to be this way, God. And so we, we look at various relationships. Husband, wife, friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, employer. People you have been connected with. And you thought that the relationship has to go a certain way. And it didn't go the way that you thought it should go. So you exit stage left. Not realizing if God brought it together and you are able to suffer through what you're going through, that God has a plan that not only would the suffering, he make it, you make it through it, but he will use that suffering to perfect you. Strengthen you and you ran. You ran from the business. I want to help us understand that God's grace is flowing in your life. And the reason why you have not experienced grace in some areas is because you have interrupted the flow. You know, if you run water in a sink and then you put hair and grease in there too, stuff that don't belong, it will block the flow. And then sometimes you will either need some type of plunger to help release the flow or some liquid Drano. And when you pour it in, the outpouring of the liquid Drano will go down into the very areas that's causing the problem. And it will start to melt away the problematic area, the hairy situation, the greasy situation. You know, some, some of us think we, 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 they get so slick and they lie their way out of stuff because they think they slick. That's a greasy area. And when that grease gets uh, after a while, the grease where you've been slipping and sliding, 
pretty soon you can't slip and slide nowhere because there's nowhere else to go. So you become all stopped up. And the things that you were doing slick don't please you no more. And now you're hurting. Somebody say, but thanks be to God that he has an outpouring. And it's not called liquid Drano. It's called the pouring of the Holy Spirit. And when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit hits your life, it will melt away all the greasy and hairy areas of your life. It is not up to you. It is up to the Spirit of God that's ready to flow through you. And some of us have gotten to the point where we're stopped up in areas and you need some grace to flow and you're trying to figure out how am I going to work this out and how come I don't have peace and how come this and how come that and the reason why is because uh, somebody stopped my car I'm getting ready to say something they may not like uh, the reason why it's it's not because of what some said and it's not because of what some did and the reason why the grace is not flowing is because of you and so and so you you have been called out chosen delivered the spirit of god and he has begun a work. And now you come to a place where you want to stand up and block the flow of God. Preacher, that's not me. Yes, it is. Because you really don't understand how God works. And so God sent me here today. To tell you to let it flow. He, he said let it. That means that he's ready. And you're blocking. You big blocker. Just kidding. But you're blocking. And sometimes it's unknowing. Because you have become so spiritual that you don't realize that you're also prideful. And prideful is not someone who always wants to stand up and put their chest out and say, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. There's this thing called sneaky pride. It's when you're aiming in your mind to do things right that you don't know that you are really judging the very will of God. So then you start to describe how God is supposed to work it out. And then the very blessing, the thing that's happening in your life that's keeping you close to God and keeping you depending on God, you are talking about the very thing that God is using to bring you in. Somebody say that's sneaky pride. And it snuck up on you. You didn't know. And you wasn't trying to be a judge. But see, that's, that's what pride is. See, pride is more than somebody that just stands up. Pride is coming against the will of God. 
And God allows everything with purpose for a purpose. And here's some breaking news. Suffering is part of God's process. Let me say that again. Suffering is part of God's process. How many of you like suffering? I knew I wouldn't get no raised hand because suffering is not good for our process. But it's great for God's process. And so we resist going through the suffering. And that's prideful. Because while you're in it, you don't like it. But God is faithful. So if you don't like the suffering, stop talking about it. And start talking about the God who is faithful to be with you through the suffering. God will bring you through. Let me say it again. God will bring you through. Now say it with me. God will bring me through. So then you are no longer looking at where you are. You're looking at where he's taking you. Says, it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. How many of you need some more of God's grace? Mm-hmm. I, 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 really, I really want you to know that you have it all, but it's stopped up because of pride. And, and, and see, pride is a deceitful tactic that the enemy uses because you think the enemy is behind everything that somebody does wrong to you. Oh, that's just the devil. Why you give him so much credit? He's already whooped. He's defeated. And he's canceled out. And every believer has more power if they believe. So why then do we talk about something that, listen, we have power over? Listen, oh, oh God, I can't believe it. Oh, they did this and it's just the devil. No, check this out. The devil is being used by God. Let me say that again. The devil is being used God use a devil so when God brings you through what the devil tried to do you'll know how big your God is so 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 it says God resists the proud you know the ones that try to uh, you you shouldn't have never did that and you're this and you're that because of what they did They may have did what they did, but they're not who you say they are. They're who God says they are. And as long as we get caught up on who did what, you know, just just like the disciples, when somebody, when the the man was blind, who was sick? Uh, uh, Who sinned? Who, who, they told you, who sinned? The mama, the daddy, uh, or the baby? You know they was crazy then when they started including the baby. Baby just got 
baby, baby in the womb, just a sinner. Don't make no sense, right? But it didn't make sense for them to be talking about who, who did it anyway. I'm saying that because when you talk foolish, you associate it with foolishness. And when you talk about who did it, that's foolish because it makes no difference who did it. God allowed it and God's going to get some glory from it. Are you willing to let God get all the glory for whatever happens in your life? So, so let me give you a picture of this grace. You got it all. You got it all. You got it all. Let me let me get a couple of men up here real quick. Oh, just a couple of men. Anybody, anybody. Come on up. Couple minutes. Come on, baby. Sit right. Come on, baby. You sit right there. Come on, come on. So, I'm full of grace. I'm full of grace, and God has graced me to get to this trouble, that trouble, and the other trouble. But the trouble is still staring me in the face. But the word says, "But He has given me grace, and that He's going to strengthen me through this." And the enemy keeps telling me, focus on my trouble, this, that, and the other. But God says, that's prideful, because now you're trying to associate yourself to handle the trouble. Oh, goodness. You could never handle the trouble. Didn't we read, cast all of your care, oh, goodness, unto me. And the cares, the cares are there, but you are trying to take on the cares yourself. When you're trying to take them on, that is pride holding back the grace from moving forward. Here's grace. And grace, as long as I'm standing prideful, grace is trying to get through. But my pride won't let it get through. And so grace is, is being held back by you. Oh. I want to talk to the ones who are ready to resist the devil and understand that this is not about you. If you would resist the devil, he will flee. I'm going to tell you why he'll flee. I got a big 95-pound German shepherd. And he, if anybody walks up on me, he will try to bust through the cage to try to get to them before they get to me. That's how grace is. Grace sees the trouble, and grace is trying to bust through you to get to that trouble. And you don't realize that you're holding them back. But God says the grace he gives to the humble. Oh, goodness. So when you humble yourself, not about you anymore, the grace brings you down in humility. And when you start going down in humility, that grace that was trying to get through, go over me. Go. You go down. Grace comes over. And when grace gets to this, this will flee. When grace gets to that, that'll flee. And everything else will go. Why? Because when the grace of God begins to flow, it takes care of everything. Oh. So the, the first point 
is lay it down. Go ahead and write that down. Say lay it down. Mm -hmm. In order to let the grace of God flow in your life, you're going to have to lay it down. In Philippians 2 and 8, it says Christ humbled himself. Say Christ is in me. Christ humbled himself to the point of death so that grace can get to you. Do you know that you was in trouble until grace got to you? Now grace is in you, and you just got to keep remembering to lay yourself down. So that the grace of God can flow. He says he found himself in, in, a, in appearance as a man, but he humbled himself and became obedient. Even to the point of death. See, when you obey God, there is no pride. Why? He says, love him and love your neighbor as yourself. There's no pride. There's no area. There's no room for pride. Because all you're doing is loving everybody. You're not judging what they did. Because it really don't matter. Truth be told, you've done some stuff. And, and, and if we just be real about it, you, you're still being poured into me. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so, first thing we got to do, we got to lay this thing down. And number two, you guys ready for number two? All right. Tell your neighbor, position yourself. Position yourself in him. Now, it says, it says here, it says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and then cast your cares and watch grace come get everything. Then it says, be sober, be vigilant. Be sober, self-discipline. Be vigilant, be alert to take the right steps for preparation. All right, Luke 19, 24. Say self-discipline and say vigilant. Say prepare to make the right choices. Ah, uh, Say prepare to make the right choices. Here's how you prepare to make the right choices. You ask God for help at the beginning of the day. Help me deny myself so that every choice I make will please you. We are too much self-pleasing. I want it my way and I want it like this. And then when it's not your way and you complain, oh, this person, that don't work, that's pride. But say we're on number two. All right, so now we got to position ourselves in him. When you get in God, nothing can reach you. Somebody once told me a story. He said, I used to play hide-and-go-seek with my daughter. And so we had a big house, and I would go hide, and she couldn't find me. And she said, Daddy, how would you hide like that? And he, said, and he said to her, he said, sweetie, it's a big house. He said, and that's how it is in the Lord. He said, there's so many books in the Bible. He said, if you hide yourself in him, the devil will never find you. Wow. 
Is that Luke 19, 24? That's my favorite. Last scripture. Anyway, I, I, wrong scripture. I gave you the wrong one. So uh, I, I, I want to talk about Zacchaeus because Zacchaeus was a sinner. And when he heard Jesus was coming, the Bible says that he ran ahead and climbed up in a tree. He positioned himself early in the morning. Wait, wait. Before Jesus started coming, he ran ahead, positioned himself so that he would have an opportunity to see Jesus. What I want to say, early in the morning, position yourself so that you can get up before everybody else and have a little conversation with Jesus before everybody else wake up. And when you start communing with Jesus, everything that wakes up after you will have to fall in line with the head of Jesus because Jesus is the head of the house. The thing about Zach is he ran ahead. He got up in the tree. He waited for Jesus, and he was a sinner. And Jesus said, I'm going home with you. Why did he go home with him? Because he was moved by the position he was in. Let me tell you something. If you position yourself in Christ, it will move heaven and earth to come down and take over your situation. And all you have to do is be in the right position. Complaining about your situation will move you out of position. But praising him for trusting you with the situation will move you in position. Shout, let it flow. So in order to let it flow, we first we're going to lay it down. Second thing we're going to do, we're going to position ourselves in him. And then the third thing, it says to resist the devil and he will flee. It says resist him. It doesn't say run from him. It says resist him. So if a devil break out in the church, you're not supposed to run to another one. Resist them. Don't you know, if you resist the devil, he'll flee. Why? Because when you resist him, grace takes over. And grace will run evil out of the church. Somebody shout grace. It says, resist him and don't run from him. And then it says, resisting, resist means to, to fight and not flee. You're in a fight. But here's the key. The fight that you're in is already fixed. The only thing that prevents you from walking in the victory, and I want you to know, is not the devil. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's you. Not the friend that hurt you. It's you. Because truly, God 
trust you. He gave you his spirit. He called you. And he's saving you by his grace. Now he says this. He says, but may the God of all grace, who has called us according to his, called us to his eternal glory by Christ, after you have suffered. What prolongs the suffering? Years. Go ahead. When I Listen. Go ahead. If, if you know that you've been prolonging the suffering, say lay it down. If you're talking about your trouble, say lay it down. If you're talking about a situation that God can fix, say lay it down. If you begin to lay it down and let him take care of it, then you'll see the grace multiply in your life. And he says, it says, it will perfect you. Establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. Grace wants you to be locked in so that it can flow. The flow of grace needs to be released in every area of your life. Do you, do you realize that God is so spiritual? supernatural that when you let it flow it will flow to the trouble that you that was bothering you and it will flow past your trouble and it will flow over your children and begin to bless and change their lives and their children which haven't even been conceived just won't do it for yourself you ought to lay it down for the ones that God has placed in your life we walk around holding grudges talking about who did what when where how really how about Jesus did everything once and for all and because of his grace, I was set free and delivered from a whole lot of stuff. Now I want to be delivered from a whole lot more because I want to be perfected. I want to be strengthened. I want to be established so that will settle it, that Christ Jesus is the Lord of my life and the grace he's given me. I'm giving it full access to my life. Grace, take me over. Grace, run me over. Grace, you have charge of everything. Grace me with speech. Grace my feet to walk. Grace my head to think right. Grace me with all that you got, God, because I can't do it by myself. I need Jesus. 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 Now give him a praise.
I'm gone. I listened to the stadium, and they be shouting for a touchdown or a basket. And, all. and when's the last time we just came together and said, we need you, Lord? Do you realize that we could come together and tell the truth? Then you'll be separated from the lie that you keep speaking. Let me tell you the lie you keep speaking. I need this. And I need that. And I need the other. Everything that is a care, you keep telling God, I need this and I need that. How are you going to operate as God's God? He knows what you need. You can't tell him what you need. He says, I will supply every one of your needs if you just cast your cares unto me. Not some of them, all of them. You know how you want God to fix somebody else, but you're not talking to God about the area you're struggling with? Oh, wait a minute. People who come to church don't got no struggle. Now that is a lie. Everybody that came in here is struggling in one area or another. So why are you talking about somebody else's struggle when you've got a big old log of your own struggle? If you want to talk about some struggle, say, I struggled to cast my care. But today, I'm casting all my cares unto the Lord that grace may flow in my life. Shall let it flow. This message just changed your life. All you got to do now is live it. Live it. You know, we, we think too much. Your cares, if you got them, and you know what they are, get up early in the morning and say, God, I'm holding on to this, that, and the other. And check this out. And you say, I'm going to lay it at your feet. He didn't say lay it at your feet. He said, cast it. A fisherman, we're talking to Pastor Bill and Brother Artie, they know what fishing is. A fisherman knows when you get ready to fish and you have a rod and you're on the bank, you don't just stick your pole. Because you, you're casting it away from you. And every fisherman I know reels back and lets it go. And the weight will carry the trouble. You're not meant to carry the weight. Oh, goodness. The weight is used so you can cast. The heavier the weight, the farther you can throw the thing. Because it will stay where you cast it to if the weight is strong enough. You're not to carry the weight. You are to cast the weight. And where you casted it, it will stay there. And it will produce what it was designed 
could produce. And God said, I started this work inside of you, and I'm going to finish it. But I sent a messenger today to tell you that you're going to need to let Humility is necessary. He says, submit yourself to God. You can never submit yourself to God if you're not humble. Jesus had to be humble. Right? The Bible says he chose to be humble. So you have a choice. That's your starting point. To admit this and I tried that and I'm it's not about you it's about you submitting your will to humility well they done this to me yeah because God wanted you to be a little more humble so they spit on Christ they rejected him they ostracized him and they deserted him they beat him all night long, hung him on a cross to bring the greatest humiliation ever, and he had done nothing wrong. And we keep saying, oh, I didn't do anything, and they just did this to me. We do that. And then we start, why are they doing this, instead of going to the maker? And say, God, you have me in it. I'm casting my cares to you. I'm laying trying to raise ourselves up. And we don't go through the humility. So he says, right? He says, lay it down. 
so this answers this resonates with me you ever seen star trek and and scotty would be on a mission no, uh, uh, Captain Kirk, Captain Kirk would be out on his mission and trouble would come and he would run back to the place that he's supposed to be and he'd get in position and say, beam me up, Scotty. That's what God said. When you get in position, beam me up, Jesus. When he raises you up, there's nothing that's going to bring you down, but it's going to take you getting in position and you could just let him know it's time to beam me up. Because I'm humbled before you. Did this help anybody? Don't let nobody hold you in a jail cell that you've already been free from. Okay? Well, I did this because of that. No, you did this because you didn't surrender to God. So you made a bad choice. That's gone now. What are we going to do from this point on? We're going to get in position. We're going to lay it down. We're going to get in position. And we're going to resist everything that the enemy tries to get us to think about. Because that's not our choice. Last time I checked, God said, He's whooping the devil. And he said he made all of us to become his sons and daughters so that we would have more authority than Jesus. If we got all that, give the cares to God and let's live in the abundant life that he's always given us. Give God a hand of praise. Grace is like a river. It's going to keep flowing. That's what I love about God. Is he goes, Grace is like a river. And I look at a river, and if there's something in the river that just standing there doing nothing, the river will wash it away. God says, I'll wash away all the nonsense in your life. That's what, he, that's what grace is doing. It's a process. Check this out. Everyone needs different measures of grace released at different times. So we don't look at this or that. We look at him. Everybody rest to your feet. This word is for everybody who is here today. Everybody. This word is helping you. This word is unlocking things for you because the word of God will usher you right into position. But it's going to take humility. And let's be honest here. 